who chose to come and worship with us tonight. Um, there's been a lot of people praying about this night, so get excited because there's going to be big things ahead. Yeah, and if you guys haven't been here before, this is the Vineyard Church. This is our home church, um, and a lot of us come here every Sunday at 11 o'clock service, and we all sit kind of in this area together. So it's a great time to get to know people more um, on the weekends as well. So we'd love to see you um, this Sunday. So here in Alive, we have this amazing thing called small groups, and we have a few of them. We meet on Tuesdays. There's one that meets on Thursdays and one that meets Fridays. So if you're interested, it's an amazing way to get plugged in and to meet new people. So if you have any questions about it, you can look at the cards that are going to be at the back table after service. It'll be where the drinks are. Yeah, and uh, one awesome thing we're starting this semester is we're going to have uh, social events uh, every Saturday planned by different people on their leadership. So uh, our first one is this Saturday, um, and we're doing uh, bowling and the union. So we'll meet there in the basement at uh, 2 p.m., and John Urban is your contact person. Uh, so that'll be a lot of fun, so hopefully we can hang out together there. Um, oh, we had one announcement. Uh, there's a Ford Taurus in the parking lot with their headlights on, so if that's yours, just a heads up. Um, and yeah, now I want to invite uh, David Hamilton up for an announcement. It's a red Ford Taurus, too, so if you have a red car, it's probably yours. Good call. That was very specific. <laughs> All right, what's up, guys? How is everyone? Good, yeah. Shout out. <laughs> Awesome. Well, uh, as you know, God's moving powerfully in this area, and we actually have an opportunity to um, really uh, help and serve, not locally, but globally. Now, come on. <laughs> now, there is an, uh, just uh, such an awesome trip that we're actually moving uh, as a live uh, out to Zacatecas, which is right in the middle of Mexico. And uh, we've, we've been there before, and it's awesome to establish that uh, contact and moving out there. And the three things that we're going to be doing out here is we'll be investing in the youth who have little to no hope because the culture is broken and the youth really don't have a good influence to grow up and to see. And so we'll be investing in the youth and giving our time, care, and investment out there, which is very powerful because... They really don't have much of a godly influence to look up to or to see. And the second thing that we'll be doing with hands-on is we'll actually be getting out and feeding the poor. We'll be going out to different dump sites where people scavenge through trash to make ends meet, where they move through the garbage to find food and to find uh, just plastic to try to make a little bit of money. And this is an amazing time to actually make food and go out directly to the poor, just as Jesus calls us to, and to, to serve, to feed, and to love, and to pray for the poor. And the third key thing that we'll be doing out here is just really opening a platform to help and serve our ministry host. Now, missions can be very powerful for anyone that's gone on a mission trip. It's exciting. Like, you're getting out, you're seeing new things, you're like, what? And you're experiencing not this place or this comfort, but you're stepping out of your comfort zone to, exceed, to really see and experience God move through it. I know for me, missions was uh, life-changing, and this place and this space, if you choose this, it will not only change your life, but God will use you to change others. Thank you so much for your time, and if you want to come on this, please contact me personally. Talk to me, text me, get a hold of me any way possible. All right. Thank you, guys.
All right, so now I'm going to pray us into this encounter night. So, Father, thank you so much for everything that you've done, God, to bring us here. Ah, you're so good, Lord. I thank you for the hearts that you've touched and what you're going to do tonight. So, Holy Spirit, come, have your way. Touch every single heart. Move and breathe and speak to us. We love you, we thank you, and we cherish you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. So you guys stand with me. So this night is called Encounter Night. And uh, if you've never been here before, um, this is a time where we can kind of come together and maybe spread out a little bit. So if you want to move move around a little bit, feel free. Um, but this is a time where we can just come and worship our Lord and Savior Jesus. And um, this first song is kind of a throwback, but I think it really talks about just at the end of the day how we can love the Lord. And so if you don't know it, I encourage you just to press in.
Yeah, Father, we thank you, God, for every single person here tonight, Lord. Yeah, and I just feel like there's some new people here. I know there is. It's never been here before. You might be like, man, what are people raising their hands for? We want to, should I go around and give them a high five, or what are we doing? Um, why are people up front? This is freaking me out. This isn't how church is supposed to be. And you're right. We don't want to be just the normal Sunday morning church. We want to be encountered by the living Father. And Jesus promises that he'll be with us wherever we go. And when two or three are gathered, surely he will be with us. We want to encounter heaven tonight. And our prayer is that we don't think about heaven, but heaven encounters us. So whether it's your 50th time or your first time, that's why tonight's called Encounter Night. Because I pray that every single person that came, myself included, that we leave a little different. We know a little more of the Father who loves us, a little more of the Son who died for us on a cross, and a little more of the Holy Spirit that lives within us. So I just want to encourage you, be free tonight. Whatever that looks like, if that's raising your hand for the first time, if that's kneeling on the ground, if that's coming forward or being quiet, would you risk something new tonight? Would you let God open your heart and show you how much he loves you? The atmosphere's changing now For the Spirit of the Lord is here The evidence is all around That the Spirit of the Lord is here The atmosphere The atmosphere's changing now For the Spirit of the Lord is here The evidence is all around That the Spirit of the Lord is here Overflow in this place Fill our hearts with your love, your love surrenders us. You're the reason we came to encounter your love, your love surrenders
Your kingdom come and your 
is the power yours is the glory forever and yours is the kingdom yours is the power yours is the glory forever amen and yours is the kingdom yours is the power yours is the glory forever amen and yours is the kingdom yours is the power yours is the glory forever amen forever See 
just ask right now that we could receive. God, I think some of us think we've received all the love you can give. There's no way. I know there's more, Lord. God so loved you that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal and everlasting life. Let me read that again. For God so loved you that he gave his one and only son that whoever shall believe in him shall never perish but have eternal and everlasting life. Let me read that again. For God so loved you that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him, whoever calls on the name of Jesus shall never perish, never go to hell, never die, but have eternal and everlasting life. Let me read that again. For God, our Father, who loved the world, and most of all, who loved each and every single one of us, gave his one and only Son, Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, to be nailed on a cross for each and every one of us because he loves us and he chose us and he gave us the choice to believe in him and to save ourselves by believing in him who saved us from ever dying, but who, have, who could have eternal and everlasting life. Let me read that again. For God who loved the world gave his one and only son 
for you, Brittany, for you, Caleb, for you, Josh, for you, Mike, for you, Lisa, for you, Crystal, for you, Lauren, for every single one of us, for you, Hannah, that whoever believes in him would never perish but have everlasting and eternal life. Guys, do we believe that that scripture that's been said in churches and Sunday school all around the world is true for every single one of us? That he loves you because he loves you because he loves you because he loves you. That he is a God of miracles. And he wants to heal us from every pain that we have felt emotionally, inside our hearts, physically, in our bodies. But the greatest miracle was sending Jesus to die on the cross for each and every single one of us. I don't know if it's your first time here right now. I'm totally calling an audible. But I felt like God wants you to know that you came tonight because he would literally wanted to tell you that he loves you and has a plan for your life. So I'm going to read it again. For God so loved you that he gave his one and only son that who would ever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. This is totally off script, but Daniel's going to play a song talking about God being a God of miracles. That his heart is to heal us, his heart is to give us hope, his heart is to make us into the amazing people that he created us to be. And I'm going to be up here. And if you don't know this Jesus that we're talking about, during this song, I just encourage you, come up to me. Grab someone by you. Come up. There's going to be a couple leaders up here. We usually do this at the end of service, but just a couple of you come up. But come up to one of us and let us pray for you. If you felt like you knew him as a kid, you heard about God, but you've never felt this love that has radically changed and saved my life, I promise you just give him a chance and you'll never be the same again. I lived a life of drinking and drugs and just putting my hope in sports and in girls and anything that I could to give myself an identity. It just everything, you know, felt like it filled me up for a little while, but then I was empty. I was a fake. I had no idea who Ryan Otto was. If you came here feeling lost tonight, not knowing who you are and what's your purpose, come up. Let us pray for you. I promise you're here for a reason. I promise the God that saved me will save you. Do you trust him?
I'm gonna take a risk right now. I think there's some people that need some healing. I don't know what's going on. It could be emotional, it could be physical, and it could be someone in your life. But there's a God that we know that does miracles, that is the healer, that is the deliverer, that is the bringer of freedom. So if that's you right now, I just want to challenge you to just lift your hands as we sing this, as a declaration. You know, and I'll just share, I don't have very good sight in my right eye. I need a miracle. I don't have a lens in my eye. And when I look in the mirror, I can't stand it. But you know what? Even though I haven't seen the breakthrough, I believe. I believe the God of the impossible can break through. And so, Lord, for those of us that need breakthrough in this room, I just thank you that you said, by your stripes, by the wounds on your body, Jesus, we are healed. So we believe. Would you sing this with me?
God, I thank you that there's people that have came up to get prayer and that you are doing something. Even people courageous that have never been here before, but who need a touch of your love yes. and your healing power. I feel like I'm supposed to read this scripture. Thank you, worship band, for being so cool and flexible because, as you know, we're totally off script. But that's how God loves to do stuff sometimes. Listen to this story in Acts chapter 3. Worship, if you just want to stay up, I'm going to be really quick. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at 3 in the afternoon. Now, a man crippled from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him. You stay up here for a second. Thank you. He, Peter and John, about to enter, he asked them for money. And Peter looked straight at them and said, look at us. So the son, so the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have. But what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ. So in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to, um, began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. 
And after that, Peter, if you know Peter, he was a disciple, he was an apostle of Jesus. And he went to the crowd and he began preaching. And he began to say, this was not our power, but the love of God that healed this man. And he spoke this out and he said, guys, you killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this. It is by faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has given this person the complete healing that you all can see. And guys, I just feel like there's certain people in here there's an invitation to get healing. An amazing girl named Brittany just came up, first time here on the gymnastics team, her foot's broken, and she let people she doesn't even know pray for her. And you know what? I don't know if her foot is healed right now, but I do believe something's happened. And I looked at her face, and tears are coming down her eyes. And my mentor would always say, we pray and we believe that every time God can heal because that's God's desire of his heart. But even if they're not healed, what matters the most is they feel the presence of God and his love for them. And so I feel like there's an invitation that whether you don't know God, God wants you to know him tonight. God wants you to leave this place changed. And whether it's physical healing, emotional healing, there's something God wants to do in your life. And will you be courageous enough to come up front and let someone pray for you? And it's not magical up here, but here's why we ask you to come up front. Because God rewards faith. It literally says in this book that he is the rewarder of faith. That when you step out and you say, God, will you do something new in my life? I believe in you even though I don't feel it. I choose to believe even though I don't see he rewards that, guys. Right now, there's some of you that want to stop drinking. You've been drinking and drinking and drinking, but there's something in you that wants more. And I believe the Lord's literally going to, like, touch you that when you see alcohol, you're going to want to throw up. You're done with it. Right now, in Jesus' name. There's others who are addicted to pornography. Right now, in Jesus' name, he's saying no more. But will you choose the better thing? Will you trust that he is a better plan for your life than you do. And the last promise that God says is this. He says, repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, clean, clear, vanished, no more, gone. And times of refreshing may come from the Lord on you, that he may send Christ to you. Guys, I drank all the time. I partied like crazy all the time. But year after year, week after week, there was something that just wanted to be done. I didn't know who I was. I wanted to be married one day and have a family and be someone that made a difference with my life. And I went to church and I went to church and I went to church, but one day I was at a tipping point. I was rock bottom. And this, this song called Voice of Truth came on by Casting Crowns, and it was the only Christian song I knew. I only was even at church because this girl I liked invited me. God knows how to get us there. 
right? Kendrick, you know what I'm talking about. I don't know why I said that, Kendrick. <laughs> Micah, you know what I'm talking about, right? He gets us somehow, some way. And, uh, but he moved in my life. And I came up front feeling crazy and people prayed for me. And I just remember weeping and weeping and weeping. And back then, believe it or not, I wasn't really a crier. I worked out all the time, I was big, thought I was tough. But I didn't care at that point. Because I literally felt a love that I couldn't find in football, that I couldn't find in sports, that I couldn't find in girls, that I couldn't find in money, that I couldn't find in image. And I walked away changed. Has life been perfect? No. Has there been ups and downs? Yes. But now I don't walk alone. Will you risk it? Trusting that he has something better for you. Even those of you who grew up in church. I grew up in church. But I didn't know him in here. Will you risk it? There's a girl that has a story that she's, that I believe she's meant to share. So I'm going to invite Dale up real quick to share some of her story. Hey, everyone. Uh, I'm Dale, and I kind of have a similar story to Ryan. Um, some of you may know a little bit about this, but um, I grew up Lutheran, not knowing the Holy Spirit, and I um, encountered him for the first time at um, fall retreat last year. Um, and I remember just looking around and seeing people on the floor and, and speaking in a different language and not really knowing what's going on. It was one of those things where, where it was really cool but really weird at the same time. And it was one of those things where, like, I wanted to, like, see it, but I didn't want it to happen to me. And um, that just, like, sparked me growing in the Holy Spirit and learning about him and moving in him. And, um, but a lot of last year I felt like a hypocrite. Um, because I'd be going after God and I'd be, I'd be going after him and learning and growing, but at the same time I'd be going back to old ways and old habits. Um, I partied in high school, I partied in college, and you know, I'd, I'd go to a party on the weekend and then come to church and I just felt like such a hypocrite because I knew that God had so much more for my life and I knew that, that this lifestyle I was living was not what he had planned for me. And um, I just didn't know how to get out of it. I would get so frustrated. I'd be like, God, like, I love you. I know you. Like, I want to be after you. Why do I keep getting pulled back into this old way, into these old habits? And there just came a point where I was like, I'm done. Like, I straight up, like, I, I'm done thinking about it. I'm done worrying about it. I'm done stressing about it. Like, it is in your hands now because I'm done. I'm done even worrying about it. I'm just over it. And that was the moment where the Holy Spirit was like, yes, like, I got you where I want you because in that moment of surrender, he totally came in and removed it. And I didn't fall on the floor. I didn't start speaking in tongues. It wasn't this, like, profound thing. But I knew I was changed because the next time I went to a party, I literally, the sight of alcohol made me want to throw up. Like, my friend handed me a shot, and the thought of even taking a sip of it literally made me want to throw up over every single person in that room. And he just completely removed it. And it wasn't anything I did. It wasn't anything on my own strength. It wasn't like I tried to do this. He just removed it because I surrendered it to him. And I just feel like tonight there might be some people, like whatever it is, whether it be partying, whether it be, I don't know, it could be anything, but there are some things that God wants you to just let go of. And he, the Holy Spirit, he wants to come in and he wants to move. And I just feel like people get so freaked out by the Holy Spirit because people fall on the floor, people speak in tongues, and like that's from God and that's good, but more than anything, like he's the helper. 
and all he wants to do is help you. And so whatever way possible, like, I just pray that for you. So if that's you, if you feel that tug on your heart, like, come and get prayer. Because um, I believe he wants to move powerfully through you. And, um, yeah. And, like, just that moment just made me realize that, like, God is so big and he can cover anything. And I just, I don't want to put him in a box anymore. I don't want to, I don't want to yeah, limit him and limit my capabilities because I know that he can take care of me and I know that he's got it. You know, there's just this verse that's just been ringing in my head. Um, whoever finds their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. And I just feel like tonight he just wants you to surrender and just let things go to him. So if that's you, if you feel that tug on your heart, please get prayer tonight. Where's uh, Ryan Tucker? Tuck, you come up here. If you guys give Ryan Tucker a round of applause. I don't know. This, I know this is totally uh, out of nowhere, but I just feel like you're supposed to share a little about your story, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, so in high school, I was the principal's son. And um, so I really never got invited to, like, the parties. And um, really, I think God had his hand on me uh, that way because he molded me to really focus on sports and work hard and all that. Um, but when I had the opportunity to come here, um, you know, I really, it was the first time, you know, I actually got to experience, you know, the party life. And Illinois was the number one party school. I was all excited. And, um, you know, I was blessed, humbled, and honored to be a part of the football team. And so... Um, you know, all week we'd be working hard, so I felt like on the weekends I, I was able to go out and party, and it was awesome. Um, and that freshman year, I really lived it up. I mean, I was going out, I was getting drunk, I was hooking up with girls, um, and shoot. Um, I'll just be really real with you guys. Uh, I remember one morning uh, just waking up, and uh, this girl I didn't even know, and it was just so like, um, it just like hit me in the face. I remember. I walked around, I came back, and there was a teammate in my room, and he's like, Tuck, I saw you, you're the man. Like, that was awesome what you did. You were the man. And I remember thinking, it hit me right there. He was like, like, I felt like God said, or I, like, I felt like to myself, I was like, man, I'm everything but a man. Like, I'm such a coward for what I did. Like, Jesus Christ, he's the man. And, you know, I felt like that moment really changed me. And uh, so I kind of started um, going to... Um, um, FCA and uh, Rye, I met Rye, he brought me to Alive, and uh, I'm telling you, like, it has changed, and God has moved, it's the same with Dale, like, I see my teammates, that they'll be going out, and I have zero desire to, um, girls, I feel like God's opened my heart to really treat them like my sisters, um, you know, because I have a few younger sisters, I really treat them, like, in such a godly way, and um, I feel like that's, um, you know, God's kind of brought, he brought me through those, those, um, those tough times that freshman year, and it's all part of my testimony. Because I remember last year I was able to share that and really change people's lives. And, um, you know, I just, if anyone feels like they're in a dark place, like, trust me, I always say this, like, God lets you hit rock bottom to make you realize that God's that rock at that bottom. Um, so I, I just encourage you, if you want prayer, I'll be over here. Um, but just know that God's got a plan for your life, each and every one of you. I said this last week, but if you don't think that God's got a plan for your life, then the fact that I'm standing right here telling you that is part of God's plan. So believe it, all right? Um, so I, I just pray that um, you guys really see the light because you guys are here for a reason. Like, we're the light on this campus. And um, so, yeah, all right, over here. Thanks, dude. 
Yeah, so, <laughs> again, we're totally off script. I had a sermon plan and everything, but I just feel like the Lord keeps giving me names of people who are supposed to share. Um, and this is what kind of, this is a little different from our normal nights at the YMCA. If this is your first time here, we're here once a month really for a night of worship, for a night of creating space for God to move in unique and crazy ways, ways that we haven't planned. So just bear with us. Uh, that's what makes these night a nights a little more special than normal. Um, Cassie Clark, can you come up here, please? What's up, guys? Can you give Cassie a round of applause? Come on, Cass. <laughs> She's like, gosh, Ryan, I'm never coming back again. <laughs> Man, Cass, I just feel like you have a story, and uh, you kind of are in the middle of that story. Um, I just feel like you're really supposed to share. So, yeah, can you share? Yeah, okay. Hey, Kendrick, I hope you're not leaving, because I'm going to call you up next. You can't leave. If I get called out, you get called out. Just saying. Um, so last year was when I like really started to kind of get really involved in Alive. And we had Joshua group and we had this group and we just grew so much in Christ and it was just so real and so amazing. And um, I really tried to like make that my focus. And I'm an MCB major and I'm pre-med and that's actually where I was just at. But um, so I just kind of fell into the whole like, okay, I have this really hard track. I have so much to do. I need to get this stuff done. And um, I really last year made like Joshua Group my priority. And I, God rewarded me so much for making that sacrifice, for putting time out of my day to go and do this and show him that he is my main priority. And even though school is hard and it's tough, he's the one that's going to get me through it. And um, so I kind of did that and then Joshua group stopped and I just started to get to junior year where it's just really tough. I have my MCAT coming up and I have to worry about interviews and letters of rec and things like that. And I just kind of got so much into that and that being my identity that God's kind of calling me out right now and saying like, let it go in the sense that you're using that as an excuse. And like you're using the fact that you say like you're so busy, which you are, as an excuse not to give me everything that you are. And my identity is so much more than just my major and what my career path is going to be. And I know God's hand is on that so much and I know that that's my calling. But he's saying don't use that as an excuse. Don't say that, oh, your major and what you're doing is your calling. So like it's okay to not give time to me. And that you claim that that's your excuse. And God's just really obviously calling me out right now, saying, saying, I was sitting there and I was like, oh, I hope Ryan doesn't say my name. Which, of course, obviously that's God saying, no, you need to do this and you need to have this realization. So I definitely think God is just calling me out and saying, don't use an excuse to shy away from me or use an excuse and claim that, yeah, we're just as close when I know I'm not as close to God as I was last year, honestly, and I'm not giving it the amount of time that I need to be. So God will call you out on your excuses. I promise you that. And it's out of love. He loves you so much that he's willing to pursue you and call you out even when you think you're doing the right thing because you're probably not. <laughs> yeah, and man, isn't testimonies inspiring? Like, and I think there's a, a power of like, she, I didn't even know Cassie's coming tonight. You know, and so Ryan's a leader, but some, some people aren't, you know, like, like in a live, we're all leaders in life. But, you know, um, it's inspiring, right? And also, like, I feel like for some of us, too, 
I'm calling you up here because we're not perfect, we're not where we want to be. But you know what, there's power when we declare things. There's power when we say, like, hey, I'm messed up right now, I'm in the journey. But you know what, I know the one who lives within me. And because you're on the journey, that's something to celebrate. Because some people aren't even on the journey. So I want to call Kendrick up real quick. And Kendrick, why don't you come up here real quick, man. Can we give Kendrick Foster a round of applause? Um, I promise I wasn't just calling you up here because I saw you walking out. Uh, I felt like God said your name. And, and Kendrick's a leader in FCA. He's on the football team. And, and just really quick, a little bit about him, man. This dude was about to get transfer last year. He was battling running back position. And you know what? God told him to stay, and he stayed. And he's got, had an amazing year this year, broke records. Um, but he's so humble. Every time he scored a touchdown, he put his hands up because he knew it was God who was helping him. But also, and he'll probably tell you a little bit about this, you know, being in the limelight, you're in that tug, right? You're in that tug of war. I believe in God, but yet you're offered to party and you're, you know, there's people wanting your attention. And, and that's a hard spot to be in. I remember being in that spot. There's many of you who I personally know are in that spot right now. And I believe the Lord's going to say something to this guy about that. Thank you. <clears throat> so my name is Kendrick. Uh, I'm a red shirt senior, uh, graduated in May. Um, just start off, uh, was a big recruit out of high school, um, uh, and committed to Illinois. Uh, thought everything was going to go great. Uh, uh, and my grandfather's a pastor, so I, I kind of like grew up in the church. Um, so again, I, I, I committed to Illinois. I'm thinking it's going to be great. And I just get life smacked in my face. Like, it seemed like everything was just, I mean, going to the ground. Like, I felt like I was getting treated bad. School was going bad. Um, I feel like life was just terrible for me. Um, I had about four running backs in front of me, and I was just buried on a depth chart. And, um, you know, it kind of like, um, hindered me in my faith and in God, and it just made me not believe what I was brought up uh, to be. And it kind of just that whole experience from freshman to sophomore year um, was just an experience God was putting me through to humble myself. Um, and, I, and I do believe that I needed it. And um, so the fast forward. Um, Life's not going great. I still have faith, but my faith isn't strong. And God's put me through hell. Like, it's, it's bad. And, um, and then I ended up playing a little bit sophomore year. And uh, everybody, every time I went home, people were asking me, Kendrick, why aren't you playing? And, you know, you, all you can say is I don't really don't know. Um, I just have to trust in God and, and keep going. And uh, once I really um, felt strong in my faith was, you know, when my grandfather would call me every day just to check up on me and say, Kendrick, how are you doing? You good? And um, so fast forward to junior year, well, summer before my junior year, I told, announced that I was going to transfer. And it kind of blew up, and my grandfather didn't agree with it. My family didn't agree with it. And um, I was actually just just done. I was fed up and um, didn't feel the staff treating me well. Um, 
just felt like the campus didn't fit me. I picked the wrong school. Um, I was, I just fell into the limelight. Like I just, the whole big school thing. And um, uh, going through the recruiting process again and things were working out. It was just weird. Um, credits weren't adding up, schools uh, just were calling, but uh, they didn't have full scholarships and just, just weird stuff was going on and I couldn't piece it together. And it was just crazy because that next week, the whole staff got fired. And it was like, whoa, like, did this just really just happen? Um, and I talked to my grandfather and my grandma and my mom and my dad, and, and they said, that's, your patience has really paid off. And, and, and I, I tell you now, like, you having faith in God and just having patience, it's all worth it. And no matter how hard it gets, he loves you. And, and just, you just got to stay faithful and patient. And I ended up staying and um, worked hard in the off season. Um, had a pretty good season. Um, and like Ryan was saying, every time I scored and every, everything I did, I praised him and got on my knees and pointed up to him because I just wouldn't be here without him. And um, he finally made me realize that my football is not my image, but God is. And, and that's what really helped me like excel as a man and grow up and mature. And um, so I, I and, and now I'm, football is not my, my image. It's God, uh, being a man, family, football, like it, it all balances out now. And, and I just thank God for that. And I'm still, I'm still battling, I'm not perfect. Um, but my faith is very strong now, and, and, and I just try to be a leader on the team and a leader in the community just to, um, just to continue to be that light and show people that God is powerful and he can change your life in many ways. And um, what else? Um, so that's pretty about much it. So I just feel like I'm supposed to ask you, man, like I know being in the limelight now, starting running back, and I, I know just because I know you, like you're in that tug of war a little bit. Anyone, and, and real recognizes real, there's no shame in that, you know. Like the fact that you're here is saying something. But what would you say to anyone else who's in that tug of war right now, Kendrick? And what would you even say to yourself? Um, just honestly, I, like you said, the limelight, it's definitely a, it's a tug of war. Um, Fans are loving you, media is praising you, um, and people are just coming up to you randomly. You can't go anywhere without people recognizing you, and it, it's definitely tough. And, and the thing is, you just you just have to stay you just have to stay faithful and just know why you're there. And you're there to praise God and represent Him, and in all the ways possible. And you just can't get caught up in the limelight. And, and um, I mean, at some points, I had to stop for a second. And be like, you know, this is all great, but I, I got here because of God. He opened the door for me. He moved that mountain, and it's not because of me. So, I, I just feel like if if you're going through a similar situation, just just sit for a second and realize, you know, uh, how'd you get to that point, and uh, what did you have to go through to get to that to that that situation? Yeah. So, what would you say to like when people when you have friends wanting to go to the bars yeah. and parties and keggers and all that and 
And like, man, you know you don't want to do that, but you love. Those are your boys. Those are your brothers. Yeah. Those are your warriors. It's, it's, it's really hard because my friends always ask me to go out. And I, I mean, I'll go out, but I won't drink. And, and I, I forgot who said it, uh, but I don't have the desire to drink or I don't have the desire to like, like I was at a party recently last weekend because my buddy's, buddy's having fruits yeah. come this over the weekend. I'm at the party and I'm just just being the, the oddball and just, just sitting, not drinking. And it was kind of weird because I'm, I'm just over the whole party party scene and I'm just all about, you know, just just my education, God, and just football. And and it, it's crazy, but it, it's, I mean, that's life. And it's just all about maturity, really. I don't yeah. know. I just, so I don't. Cool. I don't desire it, so. Man, that's awesome. Thanks, bro. Could you give him a round of applause? Thanks, man. Um, I, just feel like one, I feel like maybe one or two more people are supposed to share. So uh, Tyler Bird, can you come up here, please? Can we give Tyler Bird a round of applause? I know Tyler. He's an awesome dude. Uh, loves to worship God. And... Uh, yeah, he's been, he's been on a journey just like we all have. We have different paths, different journeys, but I just feel like the Lord supposed to sh wants to share something for you, man. I know you don't love, like, being vulnerable, but this is an opportunity to break through that. All right. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. So I um, came to the vineyard about a year ago um, from my old church. Um, I was on the worship team there. I was very involved with the church. Um, church has actually been something I've always, um, I've always been involved. Um, I've always been a Christian. I was born a Christian um, in a family that um, served God. But um, through the time when I was at my church, I was, um, <clears throat> I think I lived different lives, you know? Like I would go to church and I was on the worship team and people would look up to me and think, wow, this, you know, if you're, if you're on a stage at a church, then you obviously have it all together. But that's absolutely 100% not true. Um, you can live, when you go to, when you walk into church, you can automatically put on this front that, oh, I've got it all together. Um, I don't have any desires that don't align with God, you know. I have surrendered everything to him. Well, that's not always true. Um, um, I was severely bullied in fourth grade. It was actually, it was so bad, I actually got homeschooled. Um, I was weird. Um, I just didn't fit in. I got made fun of because I, I wore so many stripes. <laughs> like, people are mean. Let me just start with that. Anyway, but God loves them. So do I. Um, so basically, um, through all of that, you hear lies from people all the time. Um, you're not good enough. You don't think the right way. Um, you don't wear the right clothes. You smell. You're dumb. You don't get good grades. Who are you? Does anybody love you? Like, these are just things that you hear from people all the time. <clears throat> and that's when you have to understand who your identity is in, and it's in Jesus Christ. It's that simple, but sometimes it's so hard to believe it. And I would say... Um, you know, you can live a life, um, a kind of blessed life, even when you are living in the dark on one half, but you can't promote 
in your spiritual journey if you're still sticking with this other side. I had a strong desire, and I mean, I went to like maybe two or three parties, but I had a strong desire to drink. I mean, I really wanted to live that life. Thank God I never really had the opportunity to because my parents would have like, they probably would have killed me, I'm not kidding. So that, that didn't work. But um, I was able to kind of hide the fact that um, I had a lot of same-sex attraction when I grew up, and um, I would say for a lot, um, it's been recent, I would say for about a year, God's delivered me of that. And I think the hardest part, um, that came from all the lies that I heard all the way back from fourth grade. And it's so easy to give in to those and go, okay, well, this, this is who I am because this is what the world's telling me. But you have to stand back and say, no, what does God, what has he created me to be? And through that, um, it's, it's, it's a journey. It's not easy. But um, God will meet you right where you are. And he will send people your way that are going to love you where you are. They're not going to judge you. They're not going to um, say, well, you're just wrong. You're wrong. They're going to say the people that you have surrounded yourself with are wrong. And you need to understand whose you are. And that, that's basically what it comes down to. So proud, so proud of you, man. Man, that, that takes courage. That takes courage. Let's go. Man, I love that saying, real recognizes real. Thank you for being real, Tyler. Man, can we just give him a round of applause again? Like, I just want to say, like, he's sh he shared that maybe with a hand, not even a handful of people. So for him to share that with about 80, 90, 100 people, dang, that takes courage. It's amazing what God has done, is doing, and will continue to do in your life, man. So, all right, I got one more thing, one more person that I think is meant to share. So let's, uh, let's give Carol a round of applause. Hi. <laughs> um, okay. So I recently moved here in August, and... Um, I've grown so much that I, I can tell you stories um, about my identity, being grown in my identity, but I think that the most um, impactful thing that's happened to me was seeing my mom healed, um, which is really funny because Ryan's been talking about healing um, today a lot, and I've seen my mom go through it physically and emotionally. I've seen her be set free um, from chains since she was a child. I've seen her be able to walk up the stairs and jump and squat because her knee and her hip has been healed. <laughs> I've seen such an amazing testimony through her. I've seen the Lord work through her and it's shown me that God is a God of miracles and that it doesn't matter where you are or what is happening, if you're sick emotionally or if you're sick physically, if you're just hurting. I've seen God heal both sides. And he's done it in me a lot of times. He's healed my identity completely. <laughs> he's just a God of miracles, and I know that he wants to heal 
He wants to set people free tonight, and he wants to break those chains off of you. So, yeah, okay. <laughs> Bye. All right. Well, hey, we're going to um, go back into a time of worship. Um, so worship, Andy, you guys want to come up. But something, uh, actually, there's one more person. Cassie, come up here. <laughs> uh, so Cassie was a, a leader with us last year, and she spent the last three months in Africa. And, um, yeah, I just feel like she has something to deposit. But if you guys want to start up again, we can. Hey, I missed you guys so much. How are you? Yay! <laughs> well, first of all, I just want to say that Jesus loves you so much. Like, totally does. And also, I'm, like, really full of the joy of the Lord right now. And I've, like, kind of been trying to hold it in, but I don't know how well that's going to work. So, no apologies. But, yeah. <laughs> um, so, also, that kind of goes with what I want to share. Um, if you knew me before, I was kind of, I'm, I mean, I am, I'm hilarious, but, um, but I was kind of like more of a laid back kind of hilarious and not like a, hey, give me the mic, right? Like there were like four times when he was like, I got one more person. And then he said Cassie's name and I was like, oh, not me. I was really excited to get up. Um, but one thing that broke off of me while I was in Africa was my fear of man which is so awesome. And that basically means that I just don't care what anybody thinks anymore because I know I belong to Jesus. <laughs> and yeah, if, um, oh, it's just so great. So if anybody else wants that passed on, I would love to pray for you right now. Um, if you do, you know what, stand up because that's part of it. If you really want people to, you just don't care, you want to not care what people think, just stand up. And I would love to pray for you right now right now. All right, Jesus, I thank you for these laid down lovers. That's totally a phrase from the school. I was just that. But um, I thank you so much for their lives and for their, oh, their willingness to stand up and say, hey, I don't want to care what people think. I just want to care about what you think, Lord. And so I just, Ooh, I pass that on to you, and I just pray that you receive that right now in Jesus' name. Just don't care what people think, just care what he thinks. <sighs> I'm sure I have a million other stories, but that's good for now. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Cassie. So we're gonna do one more thing to end the night. It's a little late. Thank you for sticking around. We're gonna we're gonna keep going for a while. But you are welcome to leave after this. We hope you stay for a little bit. But you know what? Every night at encounter night, once a month, we want to do communion. Hey, can you guys bring that table? Actually, I just want to set the drinks down. Um, and what communion is? Maybe you've heard of it. Maybe you haven't. But it's an act of celebration and remembrance of what Jesus has done for us. And when we take the bread, we take this bread. Yes, it's just normal bread. It's not magic bread. But you know what? We break it. And we literally remember just close your eyes for me. 
picture him on the cross. I just, every time I think about this, and him just hanging there, the Savior and King of the world, who literally said, Dad, I want to become one of them so I can save them, so that they could come and know you one day, that we could have, they, they could have eternal and everlasting life. called thousands and millions of angels at any point. This is the guy that raised people from the dead, that healed lepers, that gave sight to the blind. He could have got off that cross. He could have healed himself. But yet he decided and chose to stay for each and every one of us. And when we eat this bread, we eat his body. That sounds weird. We say we remember what you did for us. Remember what you did for me. And when we drink this grape juice, we remember of the blood that was shed on our behalf. And it says in the great book that his blood makes us new. That's the power of his blood living within us. Again, I know that's a little weird. But it's true and it's real. That he said, when I go to the Father, I will send the helper. I will send the friend. I will send the counselor. I will send the power, the power of my spirit living within you. So that you can do the same and greater works that I did. And he said, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord, your God, will be with you wherever you go. I say this all the time, but sometimes I look myself in the mirror and I just say, Rye, he's in there. He's in there. He's in you, Vitor. He can be with you to use you to minister to all the soccer players that come from all around the world. That maybe God sent you here not just to play soccer, but to be what they needed. The hope of the world, because the hope of the world lives in you. And so this is an act, just like we have Christmas, just like we have birthdays, we celebrate the people that we love. This is a way to celebrate what Jesus did for us and remember what he did for us. So I want to ask you, I want to invite you, the church that I got saved at, every time before they took communion, the whole church, even the band, they don't know I'm going to do this, but they got down on their knees for like 30 seconds. And they just pray to God, whether they have a ton of faith or no faith. Would you just pray to God? And would you just talk to him? Would you just ask him right now? Just to speak to you, to wash you clean, and to meet you in a way that he never has. saved us, Father, that you saved me. I thank you, Father, that you came and sent your son 
to die on the cross for me and every single person in this room to give us hope, to give us life. And I, God, I just thank you that you have better plans for us than we do for ourselves. So I say and I just ask you, Holy Spirit, to come breathe on us. Awaken us. Use this act of celebration through this bread and this grape juice that we drink to remind us who we are. And remind us who you are. Remind us that we can do nothing without you, but we can do everything with you. That you are, that we are alive for such a time as this. Thank you for dying on that cross. For saving us. I just pray that, you know what, I don't even have to ask you to forgive me of my sins. Or forgive us of our sins. And I thank you that you already have. I just recognize that I'm made new every single day, that your mercy is new every single morning, that there may be pain in the night, but joy comes in the morning, that your mercies never run out. But I, would, I do pray, God, that I and we can step in to be the people that you created us to be. We want to be the moms and dads you created us to be, the grandpa and grandmas you created us to be. We don't want to just live and die. We want to make an impact in this life for you. So God, use us. Let us be the vessels and the channels by your power, by your life and your love to be the hope and the light that this world needs. So when we eat this bread, we drink this juice, remind us, God, of who you are and what you've done for us. Thank you, God, that if we were the only single person on earth, you would have still came back and died on that cross for us. You're our friend. That you're our family. Jesus. So I invite you through this song as you feel led to come up and take communion. And there's also going to be some leaders on the side of me. And if you want prayer, if you want to give your life to Christ, don't leave this night without doing that. If you've been walking with God for a long time and you need to charge up, just like our cell phone needs to be charged up, let us pray for you.
Can I ask some of the leaders to come up front, please? We're going to end uh, with one more song called He Won't Relent. And the reason we're going into this song is because it's a song of declaration that no matter what we're going through, God chases us. He fights for us. You know, love doesn't just knock on the door. It pounds on the door. And it chases you down wherever you are and says, Morgan, I'm fighting for you. I'm not giving up on you. He brings people here to say, I got a plan for your life. And if you're here this late at 10 o'clock, I bet you there's a little part of you that believes it or you would have left by now. Right, Jake? So I encourage you, whether it's someone up here or someone next to you, don't leave this place without letting someone pray for you. Even if, even I, I need prayer. <laughs> Let someone pray for you because when you connect with another believer, there's power in it. I promise you, God will move.